You cannot do all the things, but I've got a solution for you. Stick around and I'm going to share the scoop on the value of a family assistant and how it can grow your business. Welcome to the Refined Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Hi, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Refined Podcast. I'm so excited to talk about this topic today. It is something that has really changed our lives personally. And yeah, so I'm going to be talking about family assistance and what family assistance can do for you both personally and in your business, how they can move the needle in a lot of different ways for your headspace for your relationships within your home, your family, your friends, and even your clients. Okay. So let's start at the top and ask ourselves, what is a family assistant? Okay. A family assistant can mean a lot of different things in the way that we have a family assistant. It kind of falls somewhere between someone that comes into a home and kind of helps someone alongside of what they're doing. So on a base level, like maybe I'm working on some different projects and someone is coming in to help me with that and we're doing it together all the way to the other end of the spectrum where maybe like a house manager that's overseeing everything all the details all the like overseeing the hiring of and scheduling of pest control lawn care all of that okay the dog walker overseeing all the different pieces of things that we outsource okay for us we've kind of our family assistant kind of falls somewhere in the middle and i'll share a little bit more about that in a second but essentially some people are going to be completely salaried and an employee of a family, or you can find contractors that will do this on an hourly basis. Okay. So there are a lot of different ways this can be set up. In a nutshell, a family assistant is going to be someone that cares for tidying your home and just general home management or home organization, I should say, like just somewhere in there. That's just kind of like keeping an eye on things, coming in and making sure that your home is a peaceful place for you to be. There's not clutter everywhere, all of that. Okay, so what do we outsource to our family assistant? Well, first off, beyond our family assistant, I have someone that comes and cleans our home once a week. And then we do have, you know, the standard things like pest control and whatever. We actually still do our own lawn. Our yard is very small. It's very manageable and easy. So we have not outsourced that. But our family assistant comes in and she does our laundry. She does cooking and the dishes. I don't cook anymore. She does errands. She walks the dogs. She does things like cleans out the pantry or organizes the mess I made in my closet when I knocked all my shoes over and was running out the door for a meeting and didn't have time to clean it up. And she gets the soccer gear ready so that I can wrap up a meeting and just grab the bag and go pick up the kids from school and hit practice. Okay. Returning all of my packages, things like that. Okay. It's different every week. The piles in our life accumulate. They do. They vary. The sports that we're in are different each season. The errands that we have 
very today I needed some help with things that our kids have to bring to school. And so she went and picked all that stuff up for me. She reads the teacher's emails and makes sure that I have all the things that they need by the certain date and packed and ready to go for it. Okay. So tons and tons and tons of things that we can outsource to a family assistant. Those are some ideas to get your wheels spinning. What has happened in the time that we have hired a family assistant? There is way less tension in our home in general. I feel like some of the things that would pile up for us ended up being kind of like our, you know, every marriage has its ups and downs, right? Okay. So we would have this like quarterly blow up over just the stuff and the house and like, ah, like, and we're both really team players. We're both super helpful. It's not, we both carry very equal weight in the labor of our home, but let's be honest, it still blew up. Okay. So we've removed that tension. We've removed tension in our parenting. Like our kids still have chores. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to raise like entitled brats that just have everything handed to them and they don't need to be waited on at all times. Right. But I'm not just like picking my battles here. They're, my children are still little and there are things that they cannot do well. And I give them opportunities to learn how to do it. But to the extent that they get done what they can get done, then I have our family assistant come up behind that and then like organize it properly. You know what I mean? So like there's a process there. And of course, maybe that means it's getting done twice, but I'm not the one having to do it the second time. Someone's going to have to do it the second time. Right. So now we're not, I'm not fighting with my kids about it. And there's less tension there in our parenting. We have way more time for rest and for fun things. Okay. So, you know, my weekends aren't spent with either just a wedding or just cleaning up piles and doing house projects. Okay. So now when I have a weekend available apart from weddings, then I can actually enjoy that weekend. I can rest, I can watch movies and do nothing, or I can go do something fun. It just opens up so much space for us. Okay. If things haven't piled up all week, there's room to go and have fun on those weekends. It's made such a difference. And here's Another thing that's happened for us and why I think this helps our businesses, I'm less distracted during the day. So when I see clutter in my home and know that's there or like I've got this daunting pile to deal with over the weekend and it's ahead of me, then like it gives me this like low key level of like stress and or anxiety. And I don't know, maybe it's not anxiety, but just like all build up and the pressure and it's just like adulting. (laughs) It's so hard, right? Okay. So this having a family assistant has lessened that pressure and removed some of the distractions of like, oh my gosh, I gotta do this, I gotta do this. So my brain explodes with everything that's on my to-do list, right? So if I can remove all that busy work that just like is constant, like laundry, okay? That needs to happen in my house every two days. It's just, it's constant. So if I can remove that from my plate, I'm less distracted by the idea of like, okay, when am I gonna make time to do the laundry? And guess what? It doesn't sit in a pile in my corner of my room anymore. We do the laundry and put it away on the same day. Did anyone know that that was possible? Because I didn't, but it is. So here's another thing that's happened. Because I don't cook anymore, our food is actually healthy. I'm not a good cook. My husband is a great cook. But by default of his commute, it makes more sense for me to cook, for us to eat at a decent time and get any type of family time in, in the evenings before our children need to go to bed. No one wants to eat my cooking. It is not very good. So the only way that I can provide food that is reasonable for our taste buds is to either pull something out of the freezer section at the grocery store that's like loaded with all kinds of not good for you stuff, but hey, it tastes great. 
or whip together anything that I've learned in my Southern upbringing, which is basically cheese and butter and salt. Okay. Oh, sugar. Let's not forget sugar. The one other food group there. I can't feed my family those things. And in the long term, us, we can't be healthy. Okay. So healthy bodies equal healthy minds and healthy minds equal available minds. Available minds trickle into our business and allow us to be creative and idea driven and focused and emotionally available to our clients. Those things translate to money. Okay. So if I have someone making me really healthy meals with proper portion control, then I'm a better person for it. Right. And when I've outsourced a lot of these things, I now have time to go to the gym without the stress of like, oh, I don't have time to go to the gym. Okay. See where I'm going with this? Healthier you, healthier business. Okay. What does this cost? Well, it can vary. And I'm sure even across the country, it can vary. Okay. Even in my own town, it varies, but just full transparency, we are paying someone $20 per hour to do these things. And there are people that are salaried 75 grand a year for these things, but they're, you know, they're full-time and they're working a more established number of hours. Our family assistant works four mornings a week for three hours at a time and $20 an hour. I share her with another family. That's one way we've made this work so that she has, and that other family has for um, more hours. They have two more kids than we do and bigger needs. And so ultimately our family assistant has full-time hours between two families and it's meeting her needs. She enjoys it because she is in grad school. So this is the kind of work that she wants and can do right now to keep her brain fresh for studying in school, right? You know, you like go work a desk job all day and then try to go to grad school. That's really, that's a lot for our brains. This way she can move her body and do different things each day. And so this is working really well for us. I found a good fit. Okay, well, how do you find someone? Well, I found someone, another friend and I started a Facebook group in our neighborhood for parents. We share, like we schedule play dates and who needs a nanny and what local, talk to me about preschools and all these things, okay? Someone posted in there, we had been talking about, we need to do this. We have some friends that do this and have seen phenomenal growth in their personal and business lives, okay? And lo and behold, a friend of a friend posted in that Facebook group saying, hey, I have someone, they need extra hours. Would anyone like to share this family assistant with me? And I was like, uh, yes, please. So that just kind of all worked out, but that's because we had been talking about it for a while and I was in a place of being ready and available to put feelers out there and receive feelers from other people, okay? Other options are going to be things like care.com, networking with other families and seeing if they have someone that you know they already have and, and could share, or maybe you could go in together and go hire someone general word of mouth, things like that. Mom's groups, you know, talking to people in the PTA meetings or whatever, just starting the conversation and saying, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Is anyone familiar with these kinds of things? Who would we hire? Colleges. If you have universities in your town, get with some of their organizations or sororities or whatever, and see if you can't find someone in that way. Maybe look for people that want supplemental income or are available to piecemeal their schedule in a way that they can work for more than one family or hire them full-time. I have, we have dear friends that hire, that have a family assistant full-time. And I'm like, where, how do you find enough stuff for them to do? And she's like, oh, I have a think of something that's constant. And I'm like, okay. So that works well for her. 
why did I title this episode Normalize Family Assistance? Like why? Okay, let's talk about that. I titled it that way because I think we often reserve these things for the rich and the famous. But I want you, I use this phrase a lot, give you permission. I want to you, I want to give you permission. I want you to think about the way our workforce is designed in a traditional sense. And I want to give you permission to shift your mindset and evolve with me here. Okay. So because the workforce is evolving, whether our mindset has evolved with it or not, here's what's happened. Our workforce is designed based on traditional gender roles where one parent stayed home. That's not happening anymore. That is happening. hundred percent. Our culture is shifting to two working parents or two working individual homes. Okay. So I don't want to make this all about parents. I'm sorry. I keep, I guess by default of calling it a family assistant, but please know that you can transfer and apply this to a family. (laughs) If it's just you, I mean, get some help on these things. Okay. You're not made of 48, seven, like it's 24, seven. You only have 24 hours in a day. Okay. So, but where I'm going with this whole normalized thing is like, who cares what society says, or who cares how the workforce was once created. Okay. The fact of the matter is, is that we've evolved and the things that we do and need to get done have evolved and it's okay to keep up with that. Some of us, a lot of us, most of us, whether we're there in our mindset or not, we could all use something like this. Okay. Shake your head. Like, tell me you can't, (laughs) who could not benefit from this. So as our society has shifted, I think that we need to normalize the idea that it's okay to have things like this. And it doesn't have to be for the rich and the famous. And then as we are talking specifically about parents and two working parent homes, like our workforce, America hates us. Our workforce does not allow enough sick days for having two parents work. Our workforce does not, childcare is, oh my gosh, like this is a whole, ugh, this has nothing to do with weddings and so I'm not getting too far into it. But we need to give ourselves permission to say, hey, you know what? It's okay to have these things. And that's not how we operate anymore. And it's okay to adjust. Our mindset has just not evolved with the current needs. Okay, so fine. How does someone afford family assistant? Because it's like, cool. Yeah, I need it. You asked me a second ago to tell me, you know, that you didn't. But like, the answer is, yeah, I do. But okay, so where's the money? Can I afford it? Here's how you can afford it you know, you need to look at your own numbers. You get to decide if you can afford it. Okay. But here's how I can help you walk through that process. We eat out less. Okay. We're saving money and we eat really good food. She's such a good cook. Everything. It tastes like restaurant quality food, but it does. It's not loaded with butter, sugar, salt, all that stuff. It's just good flavor. Like she, we found recipes that are healthy and delicious. Okay. So we eat out less. Part of eating out to me is like good food. And the convenience of, I don't want to cook or do dishes. Okay, both problems solved. I eat out less, save money. Returning my packages on time, because hello, I can't get my fanny and gear to return it by the 90-day deadline, so I lose my money. I mean, like, why can't I return a package it within 90 days? That's ridiculous, okay? So, and I, me, I'm just kind of like self-deprecating here, right? Like, okay, I can do that. But being silly, returning your packages on time, saving money. Because there are packages that I don't get, yes, I can do the 90 day deadline. There are packages that I miss or forget about or whatever. Now I have a system. Less impulse buying because I'm not doing the, I'm not the ones out doing the errands. Okay. I've got a list. My family assistant goes and gets what I've asked for on that list. And that's that. I'm not, you know, I can send her to target and say, I need this one thing. And she leaves target with that one thing. I go to target and I leave with 20 things. 
That's how it works, okay? Less impulse buying saves you money. Here's a perfect example, actually. I, my daughter's birthday was recently. I went to Target to get cupcake mix and icing because I was like, ah, I don't really want to spend 100 to 150 bucks on a cake this time around. COVID, we're not having parties. Like, we're going to have a few neighbors and I'm just going to make cupcakes. And that's all I was going to Target to get. I walked out spending $150. Okay, what did I say I pay her? $20 an hour? How many hours could I have gotten for the extra $140 I just spent? See where I'm going with this? Okay, I actually feel refreshed when I work. I've touched on this a minute ago, okay? So that means I can make more money. I eat healthy, so I save money on medical stuff, right? I'm not at the doctor all the time because my cholesterol is so high because I eat crap all the time, okay? If you have high cholesterol and you eat perfectly healthy, then just like, please know that I know that that is possible too, okay? I'm just, I'm using an example here, okay? So I eat healthy. I have time for the gym. Again, I'm saving money on medical and some insurance policies reward you for that. So another way of saving, I have my family assistant do things like price shop for me. And maybe you can have them call the cable company and find better deals, save money that way. Okay. Walking my dogs keeps them healthier. Again, reduces my vet bills and keeps them healthy for longer, right? As they age, if they've been walked and cared for in a really good, proper, healthy way, then like they're going to age better. Okay. That's important to me because walking my dog is not quality exercise for me. I do not have time to exercise my dog and go to the gym. That's two hours of everyone being exercised plus my kids being exercised. Okay. So doggy parents that have a different philosophy on that, praise be to you, but people hire dog walkers all the time and I'm okay with it. Okay. Keeping up on your home inventory and maintenance. Okay. So that means less repairs. That means things don't expire. That means a lot of different things, a lot of different ways to save money. And they can have time to clip coupons and all that kind of stuff for your home inventory. Or like I said, price shop it. Because me, I just go to Home Depot and buy the stuff I need for whatever because it's right there. It's convenient. Time is money. Okay. So now if we're reducing costs on those things, that's where I'm saving some money. And that goes to this person's income. And then there's so many other ways, but here's one more point. Okay. I outsource less of the business stuff now. I brought some of that stuff back in house, the things that I was really good at that I was outsourcing because I just didn't have time to do all of it because I still had the clutter in my home to clean up and the errands to run and, and that sort of stuff, right? Okay, so I brought some of that back in house and I actually spend less on my family assistant than the things that I brought back in house, okay? So I'm saving money and getting more done. And doing the things in my business that I like and I'm good at. I just didn't have time to do. So think about it that way too. Again, there are so many different ways to navigate how you can afford it. But those are just some bullet points. FAQs. Let's talk about some of the frequently asked questions I get about this. Okay. At the top, is it weird to have someone in your home? Especially if you work from home? Like, is that distracting? See where I'm going with that whole train of thought? That was a hesitation of mine as well. And it's not been a problem at all. It requires clear expectations. It requires the right personality fits. And it requires just saying, Hey, look, you're working here. I'm working here. And that's how it's going to be. Okay. So some people are like, "Uh, I don't know about having someone of of another gender or whatever in my house. I, I might feel uncomfortable with that. Totally fair. Okay. So my husband doesn't totally love the idea of having another woman in the home. If he's here by himself, I think just out of the idea of like being above 
reproach there, which is like a weird way to word that, but just like, he doesn't want the, like the appearance of that. He doesn't want our neighbors to be like, who's that girl walking in and out? And like, he want that temptation and like, and whatever, like, because it's not just like an office environment. Like it's in your home, like you're standing in your bedroom and she walks in with a pile of laundry and you're like both standing by a bed. Okay. Doesn't have to happen. That was like our thought process. Okay. See how weird that got? It doesn't have to be that way. Okay. So when he's at home and he's working, he works in one place. We have an office it's dedicated and that's the only place he's at. And you can decide for yourself if you're comfortable with that or not. That works well for us. Also, you can interview in a way that's like not a threat, right? Like, hey, like this isn't going to be a threat in our home. Like this isn't going to be a distraction or a temptation. And that for people can mean a lot of different things. And so you get to decide for yourself what that means. Also, as far as the distraction goes, I really am able to have a clear message around, hey, for the next hour, I'm going to be doing these things. I'm going to be recording. I'm going to be on the phone. I'm going to be whatever. So if you need anything, please send me a text and I will respond when I can. She knows not to come knock on the office door. Okay. So just make those things clear. It's super easy. How do they pay for things when they run errands? That's another question I get. Well, that can be easy to solve. You can either open up a credit card specifically for them and, you know, yay for more points because like we use Southwest cards and every time you open a card, man, their reward system is amazing. So I'm tempted to open one up to get those points. Add to my companion pass options. Okay. So open up a credit card for them, have them send you their receipts and you reimburse them or you give them cash. These aren't like taxes. What you pay them is one thing, right? If they're buying your stuff and you're just paying them back, you can even just Venmo them and stuff. There's no like tax implications here. Okay. You're just paying them for what they bought you. Okay. So you can Venmo it to them, add it to their weekly pay, whatever. I also add a little bit of gas on the weeks that she runs errands. I added a little bit of gas money. So that's how we do it. We do, if she runs an errand, I just have her send me a picture of the receipt and I have Venmo her for it in that moment. Okay. It's super easy, but depending on how many errands you have them run, you need to find a system that works for you. Okay. I think that covers the main questions that I asked about it. I did take that down a weird path. Super sorry. Also keeping it real. And would this be a refined podcast or anything refined related if I didn't get weird or keep it real? Probably not. So thanks for hanging with me and share this. Go try to find yourself a family assistant. Buddy up with another friend. See what you can get going in your life. And like I said, having a family or just you, it is okay. I give you permission to get things done in your home in a way that frees you up to thriving in your business. All right, tune in next week. We're going to have some more fun. Bye, friends.